Hello, this is Mike Edel and Steve Carpenter from Yakima Chief Hops. Welcome to the 28th episode of our podcast, Beer, Baseball, and Binds. Today we're really excited to have uh, award-winning brewery Pint House Pizza and their head brewer Joe Morfeld uh, visiting us here in Yakima, Washington. Our newly crowned Alpha King. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah, Joe. Congratulations, Joe. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Joe, just uh, what, last week uh, in Denver during the GABF, the Great American Beer Festival, uh, we have uh, our own annual celebration, annual uh, award called the Alpha King. Steve, why don't you tell us a little bit about that, a little bit of the history and uh, then our latest uh, award winner here, Joe. Sure. It's been a, a uh, actually a contest that uh, Hop Union started years ago, uh, the Ralphs, and uh, it's got quite a history. Uh, and... Uh, this was actually my first year to go and judge and be part of that. Uh, in prior years, it's pretty tough to get me away from a hop yard during the course of a hop harvest. But Mike convinced me I needed to go. It was just, it was a full day. I mean, you can't believe the logistics of judging 165 beers. And uh, our marketing team did a wonderful job of getting us all through them. And uh, I was privileged to be kind of on the second tier. So the... The other guys did all the hard work. They narrowed it down to 18, and then we had to take 18 amazing beers and try to figure so out. So you didn't have to drink 165 beers to find the winner, right? No, I, I volunteered, but nobody <laughs> thought that would be a good idea, So, uh, including myself. So uh, it, so, when, it, so when you got to the 18, and, and so you have teams that are kind of building up into that crescendo, if you will, and then you get to the final 18, as you were going through those 18, and these are all really good breweries, mm-hmm. uh, it's not – a home brewing competition where there's some hits and misses these are all professional commercial breweries right so yep. how do you what are you looking for at that point when you're trying to define and decide who has the beer to, to be the alpha king they told me that i needed to look for a beer that was like licking off the hop kiln floor <laughs> and growing up on a hop farm i know exactly what that's supposed to <laughs> taste like uh, but these were really good beers and, and very well balanced, even though they were very hop forward. And uh, I would say they were more um, hoppy, hoppy than bitter right. is, is what I was looking for. And uh, Joe had a great, great beer in there. And uh, again, congratulations for, uh, for the win. But Joe, tell us about the beer. What, uh, what did you use in your, uh, in your recipe and uh, how did you come up with that for the contest? Yeah, so um, we won with uh, our Fully Adrift Double IPA, which we've, we actually have entered, I think this is the fourth year we entered it. The first year we ever entered it, we uh, we took runner-up. It was the year that uh, Thomas Peters won with uh, his Pound Town Double IPA. And um, yeah, I always look at Alpha King as like the competition I want to, I want to win or just even be in the finals of. I mean, I think it's the people it attracts are, we're not brewing to style. We're not trying to you know, play to judges. We're just trying to make the most insanely hopped beers that are really drinkable. Um, and fully drift, I think, uh, showcases, I think what we really focus on, which is the hop farmer. You know, I, I got really passionate about hops when I first came out to Yakima and I was walking through, uh, it was actually Jason Peralt's, um, bailing room mm-hmm. and he had Simcoe on the floor. I remember just rubbing them and I'm like, I just want to make a beer tastes and smells like that moment and so we always try to do that with our with our beers and fully adrift we use um we have citra uh the citra that we're in there were off of peralt's farms our mosaic those were off of loftus um and that's pretty much that beer it's a it's a 
pretty much a 50-50 citrus mosaic. Uh, we sprinkle in a touch of Amarillo in the dry hop um, just for a little depth. But, uh, you know, we, we brewed that beer when we first had access to citrus mosaic, and, and that recipe is kind of, I guess it's standing the test of time. It's four years old, and I think it really relies on how good the hops are, you know, that we can get that year. Have, have you tweaked the recipe at all over the last four years, or is it pretty much what it was uh, when you began? It's it's very close to what it was. We've, uh, if anything, we've probably lightened the malt just a hair to kind of keep with the times. Um, that beer was always kind of a low bitterness to start, very much focused on flavor and aroma. Um, but yeah, the overall, I'd say the recipe is it's maybe evolved slightly, but it's it's very similar to where we we uh, initially you know brewed it and, and intended it to be and it's it's kind of funny because um you know we, we brewed some really new school like what we thought were like even more expressive and uh i don't even think those made the finalists so it's cool to see that one still holding up and the old standby yeah yeah and, and you're in, you're in austin texas you're pri- you're that was your original brewery you're, you're you have two of them now and i hear you're on your third one as well is that correct yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we opened up uh, actually about six years ago, uh, the end of October coming up. So um, uh, it's been it's been a good run. We opened our, our second location about three years ago, and uh, we'll hopefully open up our third in the next two months. Is that is that going to be in Texas? Where is that one going to be? Yeah, uh, that's in Round Rock, Texas, which is a suburb just north of Austin. Okay. And that area is primarily uh, Astros fans or Rangers fans, or, or how, how would you describe your local um, consumers? I think it's a good it's a good mix. I would say from a staff perspective, we have more people that wear Astros gear. I mean, that could be because they they won the World <laughs> Series, <laughs> people are more excited. But uh, Round Rock's gonna be interesting because we do have a minor league team for the Rangers um, right down the street from where we're building our our new location. Um, so we do probably have some more Rangers fans maybe up in Round Rock and maybe more Astros fans in Austin. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, you've got that, uh, I guess, symbiotic relationship between the Astros and the Rangers. One's on top and one's on the bottom of the division. And a few years ago it was reversed, right? So you kind of always are going to have at least one Texas team that should be doing well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, it seemed like when I was a kid uh, the Rangers were really fun to watch. And, you know, like every team they go through cycles and – uh, the Round Rock Express had a pretty good season, so that's probably hope for them to be strong. Yeah. No, I th- those Texas baseball teams are fun to watch. Uh, not so fun to go down and play there because it's so hot and humid <laughs> in the middle of the summer. And if you're playing the Astros, you're not going to win very often, at least the way they're set up right now. But uh, I know Seattle's been in the league with uh, both of those teams for quite some time. So it's kind of fun to see them come into town and – and be able to go catch a uh, catch a game or two, but uh, but you you grew up in Minnesota though, right? Yeah, I grew up in southern Minnesota, actually Austin, Minnesota, and, and grew up a Twins fan. What do you got about this place called Austin? To <laughs> <live> <laughs> <in>? <laughs> Just feel comfortable there. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and, you know, Austin, Minnesota, and Austin, Texas are uh, both basically on uh, the I thirty five corridor. So mm-hmm. I pretty much live. North South, yeah. Yeah, I live uh, I live now about 15 miles east or west of 35, and when I grew up, I grew up about 15 miles west of 35. <laughs> Apparently, it's 
That's where well, I want to be. <laughs> Austin, now, if you know this, Steve, is the home of Hormel, which is the big maker of Spam, and, and it's so prevalent oh. in Austin. They've got vending machines where you can go up and get a can of Spam out of them. So. Wow. Gosh, <laughs> heaven on earth. That sounds, that sounds amazing. Yeah, before it got before it got turned into all of terrible email, it was actually a pretty good luncheon meat. So. Yeah. I grew up on it in our family. You can't believe how many ways you can cook Sam, uh, Spam and uh, yep. uh, make a meal out of it. Thankfully, nobody's yet tried to make a beer using Spam, right? We've got all kinds of crazy <laughs> recipes, but I haven't heard of a Spam beer yet, right? Yeah, I haven't. I, I, I hope I never do. <laughs> <laughs> so you grew up watching the Twins, uh, I imagine? Yeah, I grew up watching the Twins, and I kind of grew up, you know, kind of perfect as a, you know, as a kid, you always want your, your hometown team, especially, but you, you know, want the team that you're rooting for to be good. And I grew up right when the twins were, were winning and we won the world series in 87 and then back in 91 and, uh, and then really haven't been good since, but uh, it was, you know, perfect. I was, I was young and I got to, you know, see my heroes at the time winning and it was, it was a lot of fun. I got to go up to uh, never made it to one of the World Series games, but I went to some of the later um, playoff games. And In the early 2000s, they had some playoff, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ken Turbeck, uh, Kirby Puckett, Gary Gaetti, Tom Bernanski, all those guys. Yeah, Jack, fun. Frank Jack Viola, Morris, Jack, right? Yeah. Jack Morris, seventh game in 1991. Yep. That's amazing. Still, that was 1-0 game, yeah. Still hard to believe that uh, – a, a manager would leave a pitcher in that long. Yeah, that certainly wouldn't happen in the in this day and age. It is. Yeah. I don't know how we're gonna. You know, baseball is built around statistics, and you know, we all probably grew up reading our back of our baseball cards. And now mm -hmm. the way they're doing it, you know, as a starting pitcher, doesn't matter anymore with what uh, Kevin Cash and the Rays did this year. The Twins have been doing it a little bit recently, and mm -hmm. guys coming in the second or third inning, and it's uh, they have a different term for it now, like most influential pitcher or something mm -hmm. like that, but. It's very different, but it's still entertaining. It's still good fun, and we've got a, a great uh, National League situation going on right now for those last couple of uh, 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 playoff spots. Yeah. The Mariners usually have a new pitcher coming in after the first or second inning out of necessity rather than <laughs> design. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been a long season. And, uh, you know, here we are coming to the end of the baseball season. The playoffs are coming up. We're also coming to the end of the hop season. Yep. Uh, this is uh, for a lot of growers the last week of harvest. So really happy to have Joe and other customers in to do selection. Uh, yeah, what have you been looking at today, Joe? We're, in, we're just uh, for our the people who can't see us on the radio, we're, uh, we're doing our, uh, our podcast in one of our selection rooms where the brewers come in, they look at the hops and uh, from a number of different farms, and then they make choices about what they might want to have selected for their, for their brews back home. So what were you looking at today, Joe? Today I was looking at uh, Equinot in Chinook, mm -hmm. and I was actually out last week uh, looking at Simcoe, Citra, Mosaic, Laurel, and Amarillo. Yeah, I had an opportunity to come out twice this year. We brewed with Cloudburst down in Seattle yesterday. Nice. We had every intention to go to a baseball game on Wednesday, and then we hung out too long at Cloudburst. <laughs> Their beers are good, so it's, uh, <laughs> it was all of a sudden pretty uh, unmotivating to <laughs> make our way over to the stadium. Do you remember which farms you picked your, your lots from? Yeah, today we selected some beautiful uh, Equinot off of um, Loftus uh, in Moxie, and then uh, our Chinook were off of Van Horn. Also Excellent nice. lots. Yep. And then uh, last week uh, we picked some Citra from Peralt. Mm -hmm. um, or, excuse me, Citra from uh, Loftus. Our Laurel were from Peralt. Um, and Mosaic, we kind of had a mixed. We actually ended up selecting three different lots. Uh, we're blending um, two of the lots into our T90, and mm -hmm. then one of them is going to Cryo. 
Um, so that was kind of cool. That's the first time that we've been in that situation. And uh, I'm really excited about the lots we had. One was from Loftus. One was uh, um, uh, Van Horn again. And um, what else did we select? I guess that was probably about it, yeah. When you're doing that, you're coming in, you're completely blind, right? I mean, you may know the state, but that might be it, and you don't know anything other than that when you're taking the, the, your choices, right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't memorized the grower numbers yet, so I'm not good enough to be able to, to pick them <coughs> probably up. Probably a good thing, though, right? You're it's good, yeah. Okay? I mean, um, you know, we definitely see some stuff come up that, uh, you know, when we when we go through all the, the process and, you know, we find out it was a, a farm that we selected from in the past, It's it's I would say it's fairly common. Um, we, you know, you might have a flavor profile that you're looking for in certain farms, um, you know, maybe because of their geographic region in the valley or, you know, how they're harvesting seems to fit our profile better than others. Um, but, you know, actually one outlier this year that we had never selected before, um, and they're just gorgeous, was uh, we selected some Simcoe off of uh, Green Acre, hmm. and they're excellent, you know, and we selected them blind, and, uh, you know, it's a new farm for us, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, Steve, that you've got to be really proud of seeing this. We've talked about it, but the fact that more and more brewers are coming in and they're they're diversifying the, the farms they're picking the hops mm -hmm. from, and that really is a testament to the work you and the team have done around our Green Chief program, making sure every grower we've got bringing hops in now is elevating their game and improving the quality of their hops. Absolutely, and it, it, it all starts with our growers uh, really – developing a passion for those hops and recognizing that the better job we do at growing those hops the better beer that people like joe can make with them and they they've really caught on to that and uh, uh, they can't wait till the hop convention when we share the data with them uh, not just the analytical data but also the comments that you make about their hops they good bad or indifferent if it's bad it helps them to make the decision on whether to maybe move a picking window forward or backwards a little bit and change their cultural practices. If it's a good comment, then they keep doing what they're doing. But it's a, it's a wonderful symbiotic relationship between our, our family farms growing the hops and our brewer customers that are making great beer. I think, too, uh, you know, there's sometimes there's a little anxiety on the part of some brewers that if they don't come in early on selection, the, the good hops will be gone. And then if the, if the brewer is not of a, a large enough brewery that they don't get selection at all, all they have left is, is less quality. And the reality is all of our hops we think are pretty good. And so, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's part of what's exciting, too, is you come out, and even if you're coming out, we're in the tail end here, but you're still finding great hops. And the same thing is going to be true for people that are not doing their selection. They can still come in buy from us and, and feel like the quality they're getting is going to be really outstanding yeah sometimes if you come too early the good hops haven't been picked yet that's so right yeah <laughs> yeah uh, every every variety has its optimum picking window and uh, i like joe's uh, plan of coming in a couple times during selection because that gives you a chance to look at the early picked varieties and the late picked varieties and and uh, that's probably the ideal situation yeah it's great i mean i i uh well, we came out to Yakima three times this year. We came in August, uh, early August, to make some beer with friends over at Single Hill and then Bell Breaker. And so that was, you know, neat to have beer on tap during harvest versus coming out, you know, and brewing with them while we're here trying to select and makes for a busy week. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I find, I mean, the more time I can spend out here, the more you get connected with the farmer, with the, um, you know, with the other, well, I guess with all the farmers and, like, talk to them on what you're looking for and, kind of create that feedback loop um 
I was talking uh, actually in a podcast last week about um, selection and, you know, saying that I don't know anything about farming, but the more I'm able to talk with, uh, you know, the folks at YCH and, and uh, our farmers directly, I can tell them what I'm looking for and then they can make those adjustments and then all of a sudden, you know, the hops just keep getting better that we're looking for and it's a, yep. it's a great situation to be in. We've, I guess we've heard that uh, you've got a Texas farmer that uh, maybe pitched a little bit for the Astros and the Rangers that might be in on your third brewery. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of kind of cool. Our uh, our third location that we're opening up uh, is actually uh, the place the the land that we're leasing to build it on is owned by Nolan Ryan. So that was that was pretty fun. We had to, you know, we had to pitch to him that we were gonna what we were gonna do with our, our business, and he came into our location and you know checked it out and made sure that. We weren't just going to try to build something, and we're going to go out of business in six months. And uh, so we got to got to meet him and uh, meet his son, and uh, it was pretty cool. So yeah, Nolan Ryan's essentially the owner of our <laughs> the land so, that our third location's on. <laughs> so you actually had a chance to pitch to Nolan Ryan. So high, <laughs> high and tight. Went around. Yeah, I I fortunately I wasn't in on that that actual <laughs> pitch. One of our other business partners who kind of deals with some of the real estate stuff more was, but um, yeah, he was, you know, he. I think everybody knows, you know, the the, the famous photo of uh, Nolan Ryan, um, you know, punching uh, Robin Ventura. Robin Ventura. Ventura, and so you, you feel a little intimidating yeah. when you see him. <laughs> yeah, you better not yeah. screw it up on his land, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He'll point know. out that Robin Ventura started that. Yeah, <laughs> he charges them out. <laughs> That's yeah. right. He he made a poor decision in that case, but uh, <laughs> actually, I've got that up in my wall in my office—a picture of that. I just love that photograph. You know, back back to, to Austin and to Texas. I mean, Austin is not quite as as humid as Houston, but um, you know, we think of Austin or we think of Texas predominantly as lager uh, country, and, and you've now just won with your double IPA. Uh, you know, at, at Alpha King, is that you know from your customer base down there? Are you getting a, a you know a customer base that loves all of the different styles and varieties of beer, and how are you seeing that evolve over the last couple of years? Absolutely. I mean, you have uh, well, I, I tell everybody. Um, if you come to Austin, you can have some of the best IPAs in the country, and then pretty much a half mile away at you know the ABGB or Austin Beer Garden Brewing, you can have some of the best loggers in that are being made in the country. I mean, they won a uh, uh, large brew pub of the year again at JBF for the third year in a row. I mean, they're making just incredible loggers. Um, but you know, we focus on hoppy beers, and and I think we do a lot of our IPAs to fit the Texas climate. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't we we don't have a lot of bitterness. Uh, we focus on flavor and aroma, but also a very like kind of crisp, dry finish. Mm-hmm. So I think it still works with that climate. You know, we're not trying to make these, um, I guess, like intensely sticky or resiny or you know, maybe some, sometimes a little bit sweeter IPAs. You know, we want something that still is very drinkable and when it's 105 for 30 days straight. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Austin's a you know it's a it's a very young city. It's something that's it's a city that's growing really fast. Mm-hmm. And we're getting a lot of people in that are are really looking for more IPAs. We're getting a lot of Southern Californians moving there. They want IPAs, so it's working out really well for us. When we when we opened almost six years ago, uh, that necessarily wasn't the case. You know, people were like, "I can't believe you have seven IPAs and an amber on or something." You know, right? <laughs> it's working out now. How did you get started yourself in brewing? I I was fortunate enough to uh, well so I was in grad school and basically decided I instead of pursuing a PhD brewing sounded a lot more fun mm-hmm. and I uh, I started uh, kind of volunteering job shadowing at uh, Odell Brewing Company in Fort Collins Colorado mm-hmm. 
and after about three months, uh, I think of bugging them, uh, Brendan finally hired me, mm-hmm. and I started in packaging. I went to brewing school during that time, worked my way up, and I was with them for about four years uh, as a head brewer there through 2011, and I uh, had an opportunity to, to join up with this group that um, you know I'd heard was working on a brew pub in Austin, and, and uh, moved down there to help start that. Cool. And is, uh, is that where you met Zach Turner from Single Hill when you guys were at Odell's? Yeah, yeah. Zach was, uh, he was working in the lab there. And, uh, you know, Brendan, he's such an amazing person. He is always, like, trying to just get the most out of everybody. And he kind of put Zach and I together to work on a lot of these projects. And uh, Zach's got the really strong um, lab background. And I, I kind of came from more of a cultural side of things. And so we, we actually, our heads were kind of focused on uh, – uh, sour beers at the time mm-hmm. and it wasn't until i came out to hop harvest for the first time that i i, I mean i don't think i've brewed a sour beer since i <laughs> came out i was just like i just want to make ipas the rest of my life <laughs> i mean once you smell you know once you finally smell hops like in a bailing room or kill them for the first time it's it it hooks you yeah it's pretty special mm-hmm. absolutely it's uh it and we've got hop harvest winding down now and uh, been out and about uh, people are picking their potos or just starting to pick which is formerly uh, 682 so that's one of our hopeful uh long-term alpha varieties uh yep. that, that that we've got out there and uh think things are looking good i think guys uh, generally uh feel pretty good about the harvest this year quality is with few exceptions is off the chart this year uh, i mean we've heard that from a lot of our customers coming in for selection that they've uh, really pleased with the overall quality of, of what we're putting in front of them so uh, there's always opportunity to be a little bit better next year kind of in our culture of continuous improvement you know but uh, we feel like we're headed down the right path and uh, it's just a privilege to have our hops and beers like uh, like you make there joe Oh, it's a privilege to be able to use them. We were up, we were up on uh, on uh, your farm yesterday, uh, grabbing some Equinot for the beer that we did at Cloudburst, and those Equinot smelled incredible. <laughs> Good, yeah. yeah. I was looking this morning, Steve. I think we're about eighty-five percent of the hops are in what we were expecting so far. We've got the next several days to get done. Overall quality good. The one thing that I've noticed Missy sent up today, uh, the the alpha levels, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. we've talked a little bit about. They're a little bit lower this year on average. It looks like we're probably going to be anywhere from three tenths to half a percent down compared to last year, which yep. was which was really good. Yep. Uh, and if you take that combined with what's happened in Europe on on their alphas, it's a the quality of our aroma hops is good, but the overall situation for global alphas is is going to be real tight. Yeah, and, I think uh, so. You can start sensing that uh, by some of the big uh, global brewers. So it's going to be. Uh, a challenge to, to meet all of those requirements uh, for, for, for global brewers on Alpha. Yeah. We have some of our hop friends from Germany in this afternoon to kind of get a first-hand account of what's going on back there. But uh, I know there's some real long-term concerns about, uh, you know, the climate and, and the trends. Um, you know, when it happens once out of every five years, it's kind of an aberration. But when it happens four times out of five, it, it starts to become a trend. And I th- yeah, they, they certainly are concerned about that. And uh, I think uh, uh, they've developed quite a following for their noble-type varieties. And yep. uh, uh, we wish nothing but the best for them. Yep. Yeah, you don't like to see bad weather for any grower. I mean, we're grower-owned ourselves. So. True. Yep. Well, Joe, what uh, what do you got left for your schedule? You're going to stick around for Fresh Ale Festival. That's our big uh, town celebration tomorrow night. You going to be here for that? 
I am. Uh, yeah, I kind of booked this trip uh, selfishly so I could go to Fresh Hop Hale. <laughs> nice. I was talking to yeah. uh, Steve down at Cloudburst, and then we brewed with John at Call to Arms out of Denver. And, um, you know, we were trying to pick the dates, and, and I was like, Let, what if we did it close to Fresh Fresh Hop so I can uh, I can justify staying through the weekend and, and going to that. So it'll be my first time. I, I'm really excited. I've, uh, you know, we're always – we're usually out here selecting, you know, a couple weeks earlier than – than this um or, you know at least a week and so being able to stay for fresh shops gonna be a lot of fun um do you know how many entries we've got this year steve i haven't heard it or you know, is it maybe 25 or 30 something oh, like I that i would guess it's probably more than that that more this year uh, okay yeah. yeah but uh it seems to me like i've judged uh that contest the last have been one of the judges the last few years seems like it's it's more like 40 to 45 yeah plus we've got the homebrew competition well th and that's just the commercial division yeah. so yeah. we've yeah. got the homebrewers and I tell you, these home brewers, some Getting of those really good. fresh hops are amazing because they can literally go right out to the field and <laughs> pick them themselves and bring it right back to the brew kettle. It really does bring it all home uh, yeah. for the Yakima Valley and, uh, and our neighbors in Idaho and Oregon. Yep. Well, Joe, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to, to join us on our podcast. Uh, you know, we love your beers. Uh, Spencer, our our Texas uh, sales manager, the regional sales manager, speaks very highly of you and everybody down there, and obviously Alpha King winner, but uh, great to have you out here. So, And uh, whether you're brewing beer or watching baseball, we wish you nothing but good hops. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's always fun to be back in Yakima. Thanks. Okay, we'll enjoy beers tomorrow night. Absolutely. Look forward to it.